You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on Virginia's talk station, WIQO Forest, 100.9 FM. Shotgun snap, Josiah Bell takes it in from behind at the 29-yard line. And that's a loss of about 10, and it sets Jay up up with the unenviable third and long to start this fourth quarter, trailing 25-14. In fact, 25 seconds into this third, this fourth quarter, third and 16 for the Cavaliers. They need to get to midfield. Actually, they need to get to the 45. They'll snap it at their own 29. Yeah, right there. Just too long holding the football right there. The defense just had too much time to finally get there and get to the quarterback and make a sack because he was holding the ball too long. Lancers bring pressure. It's picked up fairly well. Throw to the far side. Sliding back to make the grab at about the 40 was Colt Childers. He needed to get to the 45. He's five yards shy. But you feel like for JF right now, trailing by 11 with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And Amherst having exploded offensively for 19 of their 25 points in the third quarter that you probably need to go for it here. Yeah, wow. This is a, this is, this is a big play right here. You know, you're going for it in your own territory. You got fourth and five right here. I mean, you're already down two scores now. Bell from the shotgun, a hands-off, and a throw off the halfback pass. It's a duck of a throw coming back to make the grab, and flags come flying in from the far side of the field as the pass was intended for Luke Hawkins, who came back. It was a wide receiver in the round play. Colton Childers tried to throw that ball. It looked like he was hit or the ball was tipped because it started fluttering like a sideways punt. And then the flags come in, but a pass interference call comes in. And here's the kicker about that. If he's hit as he throws and the ball is not tipped, then the ball can still be interfered with on a pass. Once the ball is tipped, the pass interference goes away, and it was not deemed to have been tipped there. Therefore, the pass interference call stands, and JF picks up the first down presented by Nadine Blakely, realtor with REMAX First Olympic, off of that call. Well, it was a trick play. It was basically a halfback pass. Receiver was wide open. It was a terrible throw, but he adjusted, and the defender ended up grabbing him for the penalty. Now a snap give left side, and then flags come right back in. And while JF's got the fresh set of downs, five of those 10 yards gained by a penalty will be given back as they go from the 45 back to the 50-yard line off the false start. Yeah, big. they had a huge break right there on the pass. Uh, pass interference call right there, and then they turn right around and get the illegal procedure penalty. Those, those are things they have to clean up if they want to be able to keep momentum and keep things going throughout the season. Even now, penalties just hurt you so much. Five-man front for the Lancers, two receivers for JF. Lancers start clenching into the neutral zone. Cavaliers' line moves, and this may give JF those five yards back. It will on the neutral zone infraction. Well, they got a they got a break right there. They got they got their five yards back from uh, the illegal procedure with Amherst jumping off sides right there. So that was an even uh, penalty for penalty right there. It puts them back at first and ten again. First down and ten for the Lancer, forty-five for the Cavaliers. They need points. Trailing 25-14, 10-37 to go in the fourth. A handoff and there's not much doing. Marsteller hit at the line of scrimmage. Keeps the legs churning, but gains just one. 
second and nine on the horizon. Well, Amherst is just the, the bound and determined. They're just going to keep blitzing and keep blitzing those linebackers to bring pressure right there. And they've they've overall had success doing it. Amherst or JF really needs to try to come up with a with a some type of play, some kind of answer to help meet that pressure they're bringing. Shotgun formation coming up. This time is snapping a pitch throw to the far side. Boone grabs it, 45, slips a tackle at the 42, on his feet to the 40, and churns his legs down to the 37. Did a great job fighting for those yardage, and that was almost a dangerous play on the pitch as the Amherst defender just didn't time it right. And so Boone grabs it and gets positive yardage to set up third and about two for JF. Well, I tell you what, Ethan Boone made a heck of a play on that little quick toss right there. He almost lost it, but he was able to hold on to it. And then he fought through a couple tackles and went forward and gained those yards on his own. This time a shotgun snap. Bell takes it, plunges inside the 35. He's got the first down presented by Nadine Blakely Railroad with Remax down to the 33. Needed two, gains four. And the Cavaliers pick up another much-needed first down. And they keep this drive alive, trailing 25-14. We're now under nine minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Well, that was a different twist right there, having Josiah Bell keep that football himself, a little play action uh, in the backfield, and he just kept it and ran it. A uh, quarterback draw, run himself, was able to get that first down. Shotgun snap for Bell coming up. Lancers showing more blitz up the middle. They bring it again. Slipping a tackle is Marsteller in the 34, back to the line of scrimmage, and then shoots forward off right guard down to the 30-yard line. And he picked up, we'll call it three, second and seven on the way. Well, that was, all th those three yards were Alex Marsteller by himself because, again, they blitzed the, those black backers in there, and they were in the backfield. And luckily, he was able to sidestep and break a tackle in the backfield, which would have been a sure loss, and makes positive yards out of it here for this second down. Second and seven, JF at the Amherst 30. They trail by 11 midway through the fourth quarter. They're marching toward the impact church end zone, the right end zone, as they work from the north side of the field to the south. Bell shotgun snap. He couldn't do much with that. He has to eat that ball back at the 42 as he's hit and brought down. Excellent penetration by the inside linebacker, Jonathan Goins. And a sack sets Jefferson Forrest back on the loss of nine. It'll be third and long. Well, that time they brought the pressure off the edge right there. Listing that outside linebacker off the edge. And again, he was unaccounted for. Nobody could get to him coming off that outside spot right there. And that got him with a big sack and a huge loss right now. Josiah Bell, shotgun snap on third and long. Cavaliers keep defenders in, bring pressure as Amherst and sliding and just unable to hold on to the ball over on the far side on an incomplete pass. It looked like Hawkins, the intended recipient on that comeback route. And he couldn't pull it in. It would have given fourth and manageable. Instead, fourth and 17 await the JF Cavaliers. They've got to go for it. they got a long distance to make up with 7.24 to go and trailing by 11. Yeah, that was about a 12-yard out, which actually was a decent route. It was a great throw. as to the outside. He had to go down and get it, but it hit him right in the stomach. He should have been able to catch that and make it fourth and manageable. Now they're in fourth and long. Josiah Bell awaits the shotgun snap. Pressure shown, not caught. It doesn't matter. It gets to Bell back at the 50-yard line, and he's sacked. They just can't hold the ball that long. Now with the pressure, Amherst. The sophomore is defensive end and another sack, and as it becomes obvious passing situations, 
We see Amherst dial up the blitz. They did it twice there, and it worked both times. Yeah, they just uh, – JF is not having a – having the ability right now to handle the pressure and the blitzers that are coming out of that 4-4 right there. And Amherst is basically challenging them to throw the ball. And they, he, uh, Josiah Bell does not have time in the pocket to find anybody. Now 7.20 to go. Clock is a factor. As Amherst has the ball, the lead, 25-14. They have three timeouts. That's less relevant than the fact that the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers, who are trailing by 11 have two and need to think about when they might want to use them in addition to the imperative of getting a defensive stop. A handoff over off the left side, dragging tacklers back to the line of scrimmage and beyond it from the 48 up to the 50-yard line. Good job fighting for yardage. Eric West, the backup halfback, and he'll gain about three, and more importantly for Amherst, he stays in bounds and allows this clock to wind under seven minutes. Yeah, buck sweep right there coming back to the left. Left side right there. And, again, JF defensively has done a pretty good job reading most of the plays. But uh, that time they were not able to get the tackle at the backfield, and he was able to use the momentum to get a couple yards going forward right there. And Coach Christmas definitely wants to try to milk this clock down as low as possible on each one of these snaps to try to get that clock running. Five-man front, another give over on the far side. This time, nowhere to go. West hit in the backfield at the 45 and actually gets pushed back to the 44. He loses six. He does stay in bounds to keep that clock going. And if JF doesn't burn a timeout, it goes under 620. But JF's defense at least forces a third and long, and it is imperative they get a stop, trailing 25-14. Yeah, came right back with a buck sweep going the other way, back to the right side. And that time, JF was having nothing to do with it right there. Marsteller coming up from the outside linebacker position, able to get in right there in that backfield and drive him back for a big loss. So it'll be third down, and we'll call it 14 from the 44. Lancers need to reach the Jefferson Forest 42 and a half. A snap and a pitch over to the left side, stopping, trying to turn the corner. Not much traffic as JF's defense pursues very effectively. Again, Slate Kazee, we've called his name a lot. Alex Marsteller was in on that stop, and they forced the punch in the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. As Amherst will have to kick it away, it looks like they will send on the hunting unit. But they're going to drive this clock down, and it will go under five minutes here in the fourth quarter. JF trails Amherst 25-14. Well, JF defense did exactly what they had to do that series right there. They made big stop after big stop against this Amherst offense that has put up a couple big plays on them the last few times. And defense had had enough of that. They did a great job. Able to get him in fourth and long right here. Now they're going to be able to get this punt back. Cavaliers burn a timeout. It only saves about seven seconds. And so they spin that timeout. We'll come back and find out how the rest of this game unfolds. Lancers lead JF 25-14, 5 to go in the fourth. When looking around the neighborhoods at Homes for Sale, one name always pops up, Nadine Blakely. Looking to buy or sell? Call Nadine. Nadine Blakely, realtor with REMAX, was the top 100 producer in the USA among all REMAX agents coming in at number 87. And Nadine was the top residential producer in the entire Lynchburg area. Nadine also has a proven track record of serving our community, giving back to our schools and charities. Whether you're buying or selling, call Nadine Blakely at 434-444-2226 and visit NadineBlakelyHomes.com. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. 
Well, you've seen a high snap one time, not this time. It's a perfect snap, and Markel Haynes fields it. A punt, it's not particularly deep. It bounces at the 45, kind of hicked it off the side of his foot, and it rolls right there. 46 is where they say JF takes over. A few yards shy of midfield. Back to that timeout, though. JF called it with nine seconds left on the play clock, and it's kind of in no man's land there. They're down to one. The Cavaliers are trailing 25-14 with 5.03 to go in the third. If you're going to wait that long, I would think you would want to go ahead and let the clock just run down the remaining nine seconds. And if you're going to use your timeout, use it early so you preserve as much time as possible. Yeah, if you were going to call a timeout, you would you would have wanted to call it as soon as the ball carrier was down on the ground and ended up missing probably 25 seconds at least. Uh, they got burned up before they actually called that timeout. Two receiver set coming up for Jefferson Forrest. They trot another lineman in, and they finally get set. Bell gets that lineman up to speed on the protection. Now drops back in the shotgun, awaits the snap from Callaway, who's been great after some early miscues. Bell rolls to his right, fires across the field, sliding grab. Shoulders in front of the bench. There's a flag coming in deep in the defensive backfield, kind of in the neighborhood of a hold, and the referees will sort through this with 4.57 to go in the fourth quarter. And it's a personal foul on Amherst, so that's actually worse because the play will stand, and it will send this ball from the 47 down to the 32, or actually it looks like the 48 down to the 33. Wow, I don't know what happened back in there to, to get that late personal foul coming in, that, in from the secondary, but that's what the call is. And that's a bit peculiar on the personal foul, which will give JF the extra yardage. They need all the help they can get. Only one timeout remaining and trailing at Amherst 25-14. They want to avoid falling to 2-2 two and 0-2 two and oh and in Seminole District action. They'd love to have the Lancers their first loss. Amherst at 3-0, and 1-0 in district play after the dreaded week zero bye. JF had one early in week three, but week zero is... Week one is less advantageous. You start your year off and don't have one after that. Bell with shotgun snap rolls to his left. Fires, passes, caught, and then dropped. Caught by Calkins in front of the bench on the far side. And he had it in front of the Cavalier bench. Would not have been a first down, but would have gained six. And instead, he couldn't hold on. So it'll be second and 10 with 443 to go in the fourth. Uh, basically, with Josiah Bell, all they can do now, bringing all this so much pressure, they're trying to sprint him out, sprint him away from the pressure, and he just has to get out there as quick as he can and try to set his feet, especially when he's throwing across his body like he has to do when he sprints off to the left, which is what he did on that last play. Four receivers set for Jefferson Forrest, and it looks like Marsteller is hanging out to the left of Josiah Bell. Lancers show pressure, and... Bell keeps it himself, breaks a tackle 40, and barrels through a Lancer defender at the 35, down to the 34, right at the first down marker. And he dropped the shoulder into James Morris' chest, and it moves the sticks, or does it? The referees actually will move it back to the 35, so he's just shy of a Nadine Blakely realtor with Remax first down. Well, the offense really has to get going here on, on turbo speed right now because the clock is counting. We're almost down to four minutes. They got to get something going here right now. Cavaliers trail at Amherst, 25 to 14. Lancers showing more pressure. They may have jumped the gun on it as the flags come flying in. Clock keeps moving from four minutes. It looks like it should actually be stopped at about 4.02. 
but it stopped at 359. And a false starts called on JF as the Lancers showed showed blitzing pressure in the A-gap between the center and the guards, and it caused a flinch on the JF line. Uh, believe it or not, that, that was probably the best thing that could have happened for him right there because it would have been fourth down with that loss. Now, at least with this loss of five yards, they get the down back again. Shotgun snap hung for Josiah Bell. Four receiver set. He takes it, fakes that hitch, now keeps himself, but runs into a blocker at the 37, keeps his legs moving inside the 35. To the 33, he does pick up seven, but most importantly, that Navy Blakely Realtor with Remax first down. Cavaliers have got to get going, trailing 25-14 and just one timeout to use over the last 350 and counting down in the fourth quarter. Yeah, great job right there by Josiah Bell. They got a little thing going where he's doing the read uh, on the quick pitch play. Bell from the shotgun, good protection, firing pass, but incomplete. Brody Jackson not in the game. He took a vicious hit on the kick return back in the mid-third quarter and has not returned to the game since then. Well, again, uh, right there, again, there was some type of miscommunication. Uh, Josiah Bell was throwing like a comeback route, and the receiver just kept running down the field. So miscommunication right there. Again, those are the opportunities you can't miss. Every play counts right here down the wire. Three receivers to the wide left, one to the short right side. This time, Bell, a shotgun snap, flip throw far side, stutter stepping, Marsteller in the 30, then darts down to about the 25. He's tripped up at the 26. He's not got the first down. So that clock continues to tick, tick, tick down. 323 and working towards triple zeros in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they, again, offensively now, they got to get lined up right here. They got they got to get the first. They got to focus right now on getting third and four right here. They got to get these first down, Keep keep the ball moving. Two receivers to the wide right, two to the short left for Josiah Bell out of the shotgun. Lancers showing four down line. Will they bring a couple of linebackers? They bring one. Handoff Marsteller tries to turn the corner of the 25. He gets to the 24, and flags come in late. It looked like he may have been grabbed by the face mask as the far side official caught that, throws a flag, and it halts that clock at 2.53 in the fourth as the referees sort out the penalty. And it is personal foul face mask on Amherst which will get JF inside the red zone. Well, and not only does it give him the first down right there, but right now the clock has stopped. So offensively, JF needs to get their next play in right here. And as soon as that ball gets set, they need to get a snap off. That way you can minimize the amount of time going and you don't want to have to do anything to burn that one remaining timeout because you might need it for an onside kick if that's not successful or even if it is to try to get within Kate McClendon's field goal range. You're not aiming for that just yet. You want to get back into the impact church end zone as the clock set to be wound yet again. And it finally is. Bell swing fast. Marsteller, he's hitting the backfield. Excellent job reading that. The first lancer there was Devontae Wade. The safety came all the way up and got his arm onto the shin of Marsteller to knock him down incomplete. And, again, what they're doing right there is looks like they're playing, they're playing man coverage, and that safety is coming over to cover the receiver out of the backfield right there, and he comes flying up from center field that time to make that play for a short one-yard game. One receiver to the right, two to the left. Now there's an H-back to the right as well. Bell from the shotgun, takes off on the left side, stops at the 10, cuts back to the five, barrels down inside there, and lunges toward that first down marker. From our view, it'll be about a yard shy 
The clock continues to work inside the two-minute mark. And a reminder, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. That's why you need life insurance. And it's worth a trip to Bedford to visit State Farm agent Paul Minchner because life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. 115 counting down here in the fourth, 25-14. State Jefferson Forest trying to get into the impact church end zone. Quick throw. And Colt Childers makes one man miss of the nine, but he goes backwards from there, and now it'll be third down and long. Third and one from the four turns down the third, turns it into fourth down and six from the nine. And JF's got to think about spending that last time out as we're at 125 and counting down on the fourth. It is go, go, go time. Of course, if they don't convert here, the game will be over. Josiah Bell angling for the shotgun snap under 73 seconds to go in the fourth. And now whistles blow, and it looks like an offside penalty coming up on Amherst. So they give some of that yardage back to Jefferson Forest. You can well, I feel tell you, the sense of urgency increasing for both these squads. Well, I mean, you know, the last play right there on that throw to the outside right there, that that did nothing right there. I was thinking they were going to try to just run it, get the first down. That would have stopped the clock. Now they get these five yards, but they got fourth and just maybe over one, one and a half yards. They got to get a first down if they want to keep this game going. Absolutely. And now a timeout comes from Amherst. They have three, so they burn one of them here. We'll find out what comes next. Fourth and about a yard for Jefferson Forest coming up, trailing 25-14, 108 left in the fourth. Time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Fourth down and a yard from about the four-yard line. JF needs to get to the three for an Nadine Blakely realtor with Remax first down. They also need to get into the impact church end zone because with 108 to go in the fourth quarter, Jefferson Forest trails the homestanding Amherst Lancers 25 to 14. Josiah Bell, the shotgun snap coming from the right hash mark. With Marsteller behind him and two receivers. Snap, quick throw to the end zone. It's deflected, knocked away, and incomplete. Wrigley calling the fullback, the intended recipient. It's a turnover on downs. JF has no timeouts left. And the Amherst Lancers can squat on this ball and get out of here with their fourth win of the year, their second win in the Seminole District, and send JF regrouping to 2 and 2, 0 and 2 in district play. Well, I tell you, fourth down right there. They went with the play action, tried to release the uh, the wing back, uh, the tight end uh, across the middle right there. But the defense was there, was able to get a hand in on that. Missed opportunity for the score right there. Now it gives Amherst the ball back and a chance just to kneel on it for the win. It'll be hard to completely kneel on it unless you've got Tom Brady who's perfected the forward kneel down, among many other things, of course. But – Amherst is going to try for it, and we'll see how aggressive JF gets. And they actually will get some real estate here as they go with the hard count and a great job by the freshman, Trace Ligon, 
as his hard count induces an offside penalty coming up against Jefferson Forest as Josh Colson jumps into the neutral zone and will give five bonus yards to Amherst, and now the kneel down is going to be a lot easier. 25-14 is going to be your final score. We just got to get the last 65 seconds off of this Amherst Lancer clock. JF has played very well in these last two games in the sense of comparing it to last year. They have not played very well if you're comparing it to what you need to do to win in the tough Seminole District because they're 0-2 in district play when the last 65 seconds go off the clock. And a quick run up the middle instead of a kneel down from Ligon. And he gains four yards, three yards. It doesn't really matter exactly how much he gains. And more importantly, keeps that clock moving. And with the play clock at 40 seconds normally, and the game clock right now at 48 and counting down, Amherst can huddle up, break the huddle in a few seconds here, and run their final play this evening. Yeah, again, Amherst right here can just kneel on it if they want, or, you know, one more play and the, and the clock's going to be over. But, again, JF did a great job coming in here right now, and they're playing much, much better, obviously, than last year. Their team's got more experience. Kids are playing a lot harder. They just haven't been able to get on the wind track here these last two games. And Ligon puts his right foot into the field turf on the right hash at the 12. That is the final play of the game on a kneel down from Amherst. In the final 10 seconds, they're going to slide off this clock. And Amherst will go to 2 and Excuse me, JF will go to 2-2. Two 0-2 and two. Oh and two in the Seminole District. The Amherst Lancers improved to 4-0. 1-0 in district action. 25-14 to 14 is your final score before we take a break and send it to Trey Lyle and our BTR in studios to get you updated on scores, highlights from this game, and, of course, a look ahead to the next one. Coach, your look ahead is the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. Fall tonight, they get ready to step back out of district at Halifax next week, and they need a chance to regroup now having lost their last two and falling to 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, again, JF's really playing hard. They're playing solid. They just haven't been able to get a break these last couple games. They played, again, some very good Seminole District team opponents. And now next week they're going to be on their longest road trip of the season, having to head all the way down to Halifax County to take on the Comets. And, uh, again, sometimes you get on a bus and have to, to be on a bus for, you know, almost two hours to get down there. Uh, that, that can have some mental impact on you. They have to mentally prepare themselves to get on a bus, to go down there, and to face the comments next week. You don't like that, but the reality is it's what JF has. They're 0-2 in district play. They're 2-2 overall. They played a lot better than last year, but unfortunately they had plenty of mistakes and missed opportunities. The one thing that will probably jump back to me out of this one, Coach, is the fact that JF had three trips inside Amherst territory that resulted in zero points. And you combine that with last week, and they had some penalties tonight. They had more last week against Brookville. But JF's learning the hard way. When you're in similar district play, you cannot afford to miss opportunities because the competition is too narrow and close. Yeah, they did have a number of, of their drives stall out uh, down in the red zone, going into the red zone. And, again, that's the difference in the game right there. You know, being able to finish uh, a series, be able to finish a set of downs with, you know, a field goal, Putting it in the end zone, you cannot come away empty-handed, especially against good Seminole teams. You most certainly cannot, and that is how this game ultimately is decided. JF took the lead at 12, at 14 to 12 in the fourth quarter. In the excuse me, JF took the lead at 12, 
eight, or excuse me, at eight to six in the third quarter. Amherst answered to make it 12-8. Cavaliers got a score when it got to 19-8 to cut it to 19-14, but ultimately Amherst pulled away with a touchdown run from Jai Sean Manning, who had a big game tonight. He had a 67-yard touchdown run. He had a five-yard touchdown run, and he also had a 70-yard run that set up a seven-yard touchdown run, and those were decisive plays of the game. Meanwhile, there were some make-you-smile plays for the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. Trey Lau will update you on those in the period we'll wind. Family Dentistry made you smile plays of the game. And of course, the Forest Youth Athletic Association, FYAA, players of the game. That is still to come on our post-game show. 25-14, to 14, the Amherst Lancers improved to 4-0, 2-0 in district play. And send the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers to an even 2-2 mark, but 0-2 in district action. As we sign off from Amherst County and send it after this break, back to our BTRN studios with Trey Lyle. Leaks on the offensive line in the defensive secondary or with special teams coverage create problems in football. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating knows leaks at your home or business create problems too, like building and belonging damage and lost productivity. That's why you should call Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313 when a leak is threatening your home or business. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313, proudly supporting JF athletes, coaches, and all activity participants. This past week in the fast lane included a trip down memory lane, country road style, of course, with former WVU fullback Owen Schmidt about the meaning of the West Virginia-Virginia Tech rivalry for players, coaches, fans, and neighbors. Hear it. Fast Lane Edling, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. Share your thoughts. Fast Lane Edling, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And join us this coming week in the Fast Lane, weekday afternoons 5 to 6 on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, 93.3 FM. Ask your smart speaker, stream CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. Football plus America's Best Wings equals touchdown. Stop in and try one of their 50 flavors of buffalo wings like garlic parmesan flavor or a fan favorite teriyaki ginger or honey barbecue. Mix any of their flavors with one of seven heat indexes from mild to insanity. Get your wings as hot as you like them, browse the full menu, then place your takeout order on the easy-to-navigate East Coast Wings and Grill app. East Coast Wings and Grill, 19399 Forest Road in Lynchburg. You might know that State Farm agent Paul Minchner has great service. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Paul Minchner has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Bedford. So call State Farm agent Paul Minchner at 540-707-4800 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. As a privately owned nonprofit organization, the Forest Youth Athletic Association thrives off volunteers. Volunteering with the FYAA ensures children throughout the Forest community have a local place to participate in sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer. FYAA depends on volunteers and needs your support, whether that's volunteering your time, money, resources, or a combination of your gifts. Visit forestyouth.org to learn more about how you can support FYAA. 
What's better than game night? Game night with your tailgate favorites from Express Lane Deli. Enjoy a hometown classic with Moore's Original Hot Dogs, now available at select Express Lanes and all Moore's locations. Feeding a crowd? Pick up Express Lane's famous fried chicken, just $1.09 a piece for orders over 32 pieces, and serve it up with a wide selection of Express Lane's homestyle sides. Game nights are better when you feed your crew with some help from Express Lanes.